It was 9 a.m. on a Wednesday, and a late autumn breeze swept in off the Schoolkill River as Detective Mike Coletti strode through the fairgrounds cemetery. As he passed between centuries-old crypts, Coletti thought of his young partner, Charlie Mann, whose crack marksmanship had saved Coletti from the serial killer who was now buried there. In some ways, Coletti wished that Mann had allowed him to die in the showdown with the killer. That way, Coletti wouldn't be wrestling with a loss no one could understand, or walking toward a grave he didn't want to see. But Coletti knew, deep down, that the grief he felt was just another in a long line of enemies that he'd spent his life fighting. Enemies that in many ways were extensions of himself. In his youth, Coletti had struggled against his desire to cross the line between cops and criminals on South Philly's mob-controlled streets. In the department, he'd struggled against authority, and in doing so, he'd crippled his career. In private, he'd struggled against the demons of pride, rebellion, and apathy. Today, Coletti would confront his demons, and he would do it where they lived, in his heart. He would either win the battle that raged within him, or he would die fighting. But Coletti couldn't allow his demons to consume him. Not anymore. He cut an unusual figure as he crossed the sprawling cemetery. His dark Mediterranean features were topped by salt and pepper hair. His pants and rumpled trench coat were accented by coffee stains. But it was his facial expression, grim and determined, angry even, that set him apart from the mourners that usually visited the cemetery. When he finally caught sight of the grave he'd come to visit, he saw something odd out of the corner of his eye. It was a brightly colored vinyl banner strung on the cemetery's wrought iron gate. It looked out of place among the acres of headstones. Grave Digger's Ball, it read. November 14th, a black tie fundraiser at Tewksbury Mansion. Go to fairgroundcemetery.com for ticket information. Coletti had heard of the annual fundraiser that helped to maintain the historic graveyard where burials were now a rarity, but he'd never paid attention, and in truth, he didn't care about it now. He looked once more at the banner and kept walking. Then he felt someone's eyes at his back. He turned around and saw two women standing near a grave. The younger one was staring at him as the cemetery's swirling wind blew her blonde hair across her face. Coletti turned away from her scowling as he thought of the things that had happened the last time a woman had looked at him that way. He thought of the confession in the art gallery, the bodies in the churches, the clues in the prophecy, the angel of death. He thought of the way he'd look past all those things to stare back at that woman. He thought of the resultant carnage. Coletti couldn't afford to be distracted anymore. He'd come to the graveyard for a purpose and he was going to accomplish it. As he drew nearer to the grave, the dead leaves in the cemetery crunched beneath his feet. He smiled at the way they crackled and split. The sound reminded him of his heart. Of course, no one knew the true depths of Coletti's heartbreak, and if he could help it, no living person ever would. Where Coletti came from, you didn't pour out your heart. Not if you were pushing sixty. 
Men from Coletti's generation kept their feelings to themselves, or they whispered them in confessional booths to priests. They didn't tell their wives. They didn't tell their children. They didn't tell anyone. They simply lived with it. That wouldn't work for Coletti this time. He'd seen too much misery while investigating the string of killings that had almost cost him his life. But in all he'd witnessed, he didn't see the thing that mattered most. He didn't see her lies. Coletti could live with many things, but he couldn't live with that. So he walked through the cemetery and stopped at the grave of the woman whose deception had almost killed him. He stood there and took a deep breath as he looked at the small, flat stone that marked Mary Smithson's grave. Then he bent down and placed a white rose upon it as he whispered the words that he'd thus far kept to himself.